Welcome to this episode of Planting Seeds. I'm Keith Jones, the preaching minister of the Calera Church of Christ, and I've prepared a short message from Scripture that's intended to be the planting of a seed that, if cultivated, will in time produce fruit in the lives of the listeners. Now, let's get started. Shine upon you and be gracious and give you peace. In this episode, we want to discuss the idea of spiritual maturity. There are several places in Scripture that tell us about the need to be mature, to grow up in our faith. One is 1 Corinthians 14, verse 20. It says, Brothers, do not be children in your thinking. Be infants in evil, but in your thinking be mature. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14 says, But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. And Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1 says, Therefore let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. In each of those passages, there is this call for us to grow up, to become more mature in our Christian faith. And there's one particular passage that I want us to look at in this episode that I think helps us to understand what spiritual maturity is. It's one thing to to say we should be mature. It's quite another to understand what that means. So if you have a Bible, you can turn to Ephesians chapter 4, and I'm going to read verses 11 through 16. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning and craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Here Paul seems to be walking uh, his readers in Ephesus through uh, the process of spiritual maturity, what it means to grow up not only as an individual, but as a community of believers. What does it mean to be spiritually mature? And there are a few phrases in here that I want us to uh, look at a little more closely, because I think Paul is using them to define for us what it means to be spiritually mature. The first of these phrases I want to look at is in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15. Uh, Paul there says, We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. That may seem like an obvious statement, but I think it's a very good place to start because often we forget that the point of our growth is not to become who we want to be, but to become who God wants us to be through Christ. So what Paul communicates with this phrase is that spiritual maturity is a growing understanding of our relationship to Jesus and how that affects our daily lives. 
There are some who see Jesus as a good luck charm or a genie in a bottle or even a cosmic Santa Claus, someone who is there to grant all of our wishes, that we decide what we want and we go to Jesus for him to give us those things because he wants to bless us. There are others on the other end who think that Jesus is continually trying to stop us from doing things and experiencing things because The only way to be pure is to avoid experiences in life. And that Jesus is somehow just waiting for us to mess that up so that he can mete out his vengeance. In either case, you can see that's a very elementary view of Jesus that touch on just an aspect of who Jesus is as either judge or a giver of blessings. But it's not a very mature understanding of Jesus. And it certainly doesn't uh, deal with what it means to be in a relationship with Jesus. If you listen to the episodes that dealt with the book of First John, one of the things we talked about was that being in Christ and, and walking in love and walking in light are very closely connected. The way that we uh, abide in Christ, live in Christ, uh, be in relationship with Christ is by imitating the love that he taught us and exemplified for us. The first part of that was to be in a relationship with Jesus, but the the second part of it is understanding how that affects our daily lives. So many of us live the life we want to live and then expect Jesus to bless it. Being in relationship with Jesus means being intimately involved with the love that he has for us and being willing to share that with others, which of necessity means we're making decisions based on how Jesus would want us to love others rather than how do I get what I want. So as we grow spiritually, We're going to better understand our relationship with Jesus, much like a married couple who grows in their understanding of their relation to one another. But we're also growing in our understanding of how that affects our daily lives. The next phrase I want us to look at is in verse 12. In verse 11, Paul has mentioned that there are Some folks who are apostles, some who are prophets, some who are evangelists, some who are shepherds and teachers. And all of these people have been given a purpose. We know from the descriptions of these folks in Scripture that each of them in some way had a responsibility for sharing the Word of God with his people. Why do they do that? Verse 12 says that that's done to equip the saints for works of ministry. The whole reason that these different people were filling the roles that they had been given by God was so that Christians would be equipped for works of ministry. It does not say that the word was shared so that you could win arguments with your neighbor, or you could prove that atheists were going to hell, or that you could prove you were right in any discussion. The point of the word being shared with people was so that they would have what they needed to be equipped to do works of service. So spiritual maturity involves a growing understanding that our God-given purpose is to serve others. Paul says in another letter that we were created to do good works. The whole reason that we become new in Christ, that we become a new creation, is so that we can be used by God for his purposes, to carry out his work and his ministry. 
if I understand salvation as getting myself to heaven, getting myself out of trouble for my sin, if my understanding of salvation is selfish and not looking outward, then I have a problem because I'm not growing spiritually. I don't understand what God has actually communicated in Scripture, that our purpose for being connected to him is to serve others. If we are only Christians because of the benefits we receive, then we have a very immature understanding of what it means to be a follower of Christ. A mature Christian understands that we have been called to serve. The next phrase I want us to focus on is in verse 14. The phrase is, so that we may no longer be children. There, I think Paul's trying to communicate to us that spiritual maturity includes a continuing development of mature thinking about God and life choices. In the context there, Paul is talking to people about the way they make their decisions. If I make my decisions based on God and who he is, I need to have a mature understanding of God so that I make mature decisions about how to serve him and serve others, to do what he has called me to do. Spiritual maturity means developing this mature thinking about God and our life choices. What we see in scripture is that will become less and less selfish over time. We'll be doing things that put others' needs ahead of our own. We'll be doing things that help people rather than hurt or isolate people. Now, please understand what I just said doesn't mean that there aren't times that we take care of the things that are needed in ourselves, because very often to be able to help others, we need to take care of things in our personal lives. But do we understand that even when we're doing things for ourselves, it's so that we're better equipped to help others? Paul tells believers in another letter, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord everything. Do it for his purposes. That takes a mature thinking because so often we're caught up in the things I do for me versus the things I do for God, and we don't see them as the same thing. We haven't grown up into that way of thinking. And the last phrase I want us to look at is verse 16. There Paul writes, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Paul was talking about being the the body of Christ, being held together by Christ, who is its head, and he has equipped every body part to do what it's intended to do uh, so that it can build itself up in love. See, Paul lets us know that Spiritual maturity involves a growing understanding of our vital role in Christian community. I I meet a lot of people who think Jesus is a very good idea. His teachings, the things that he wants from people, especially in how we interact with others in a loving way, are very important, and they buy into that. They believe, they say that Jesus is the Son of God, but they don't see how that fits together with going to church being part of a church community. And yes, I know there are very unhealthy church communities out there, and you shouldn't be a part of those. But there are always groups of people that are around that are open to doing godly things in godly ways. And we have to connect together with those because none of us can do all of what God wants on our own. Sometimes we just need the extra labor force, the the extra 
insight and abilities that come from being in a group so that we can achieve bigger things than any of us can on our own. But we also need some accountability. We need people to help keep us in check and help us to see uh, the right way to go. And we shouldn't imagine that we can always do that on our own. As I get more and more mature spiritually, I'm going to grow in my understanding of how important it is to be tightly connected to a community of believers. It affects my sense of purpose. It enables uh, ministry to grow and flourish because I'm doing my part to see the body of Christ live out its purposes in my community. It's why the Hebrew writer says in Hebrews chapter 10 that we shouldn't miss opportunities to come together as saints. We shouldn't miss opportunities to be together and encourage one another to do good works. As we grow spiritually, we understand how those physical connections with other Christians help us to fulfill the purposes of Christ. As you reflect on these things today, I hope that you can evaluate yourself and determine whether or not you're growing spiritually. Are you becoming spiritually mature? If that's missing, it's good to go back to God, go back to his word, maybe uh, to a spiritual leader, and, and look for ways to develop this level of maturity. When we go to a gym and we're not seeing the uh, progress that we want to with our workout routine, we'll talk to a personal trainer about how to make these things happen because we want to maximize our physical development. It's important that spiritually that we rely on those who can help us to grow up into Christ because that is the call that we've been given to, not to remain childish, but to grow up and become mature. Thank you for listening. You can find more of these messages on our website, calirachurchofchrist.org, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. 